podcasting for my sex writing cave where all the smut happens in real life and my head are on paper, this is the Smut Lancer Podcast, a weekly show where we discuss writing and creating content about sex and getting paid to do it. I'm your host and fellow Smut Lancer, Kayla Lords. Welcome to episode 42. This week, we're talking about setting your goals for a new year in a way that sets you up for success. This is your first time listening. Glad to have you. If you're back for another week, welcome back. The Smut Lancer podcast is produced every Wednesday. Show notes are found at thesmutlancer.com. Follow me there or on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram at thesmutlancer. This week's episode is brought to you by Blueberry, a podcasting hosting solution that makes podcasting affordable and easy. If you're thinking of starting your own podcast and want a system that makes it simple to upload audio content and easily integrates with your website, check out Blueberry. I use Blueberry for all my podcasts and I love it. And for anybody who wonders, yes, they are adult friendly. Use the code Kayla Lords, all one word, to get one month free to try it out. Again, that's Blueberry, B-L-U-B-R-R-Y.com and use code Kayla Lords for one month free. Okay, so a quick programming note. There was no episode last week, if you listen to these as they actually come out, because I was sick as hell and basically just laid down for two or three days. Um, I've gotten sick before and I usually power through, but this time my body said, no, you you have to lay down and you have to sleep. That's all you're going to do. Um, I actually didn't work for about a day and a half, which that's not my usual way either. And as you can tell, if you follow the site or the podcast, I did not produce any content that last week. So that's where I was. Now, after this week, I'm going to be gone for two weeks because of the holidays. So it's sort of the uh, agreement I've made with John Brownstone over the years of you can try to do all of the things, but you will take a break from time to time. And the holidays are pretty much uh, a guaranteed break for for me. Um, So next week, if you're listening again, as the podcast goes live, uh, if you're next week is Christmas, and I could probably squeak in an episode if I, you know, really wanted to. Um, But the week after I'm traveling to see my mom for a week, we're going to spend a week at her house. And I'm actually taking a real vacation where I've told my clients, hey, I love you, I will not be available for a solid week. So I pretty much take blogging hiatuses at that time too. So you get me this week. And that's why even though we still have a couple weeks till 2019 starts, I am already thinking of um, next year. And I want to make sure during this time when people tend to have more time off from their day jobs and they're starting to look forward to the next year and thinking about goals that we talked about that. Um, I've done a few episodes in the past where I talked specifically about setting goals and what success means. And to me, success is reaching goals. Um, That can be a little problematic for some people because that sounds like I'm saying, oh, you're a success the moment you reach every goal you've ever had. And that's not true at all. I count a success as, okay, I have five goals and I reached one of them. That is success. Um, But we've also talked in sort of higher level ways about setting goals. And I want to sort of break it down um, from my own perspective of being very excited to set goals. And I'm always very excited to set goals um, to being more realistic about goals. So I don't want to take away anybody's enthusiasm or energy for, you know, dreaming big and thinking big. Um, I want you to do that. And we're going to talk about that. But I also want to talk about being realistic so that, you have way more wins and way more successes, which allow you to keep moving forward to reach those bigger goals that take a a lot more time. So 
Um, I'm coming from a place of, oh yeah, this is uh, my plan for the year forward. I'm going to try to be more realistic about my goals. Let me give you an example. Uh, At the beginning of 2018, most of my goals centered around lovingbdsm.net and they still do. That is a site that gets a lot of traffic um, compared to, let's say, Smutlancer. Um, It is close to surpassing my main website, which has been in existence six years as of the recording. Um, and loving BDSM is only a couple years old. So I want to see what kind of growth I can have there. But at the beginning of 2018, I wanted to do all of the things. Uh, we had a community at the time, um, that actually had paid subscription. Um, and we were going to hire a person to help us. And we were going to record multiple podcasts in a week, not just the one that we do. And we were going to start doing way more video. We were going to create a massive amount of content and it all sounded really, really good on paper. And then life happened. Um, website went down in March, all the websites went down, stayed down through April. Um, the community had to be taken offline. It still has not gone back up. Um, I got busier with the day job. So the sheer amount of content I wanted to create just wasn't going to happen. Like reality really set in. Um, I don't regret, um, dreaming big. I don't regret having big goals. I think I had, I think they could have been realistic if I was realistic about the rest of my time and what I spend my time on. Um, since the beginning of 2018, John Brownstone and I have reassessed our personal lives and things that we want to accomplish um, on the side of life that has nothing to do with work, but that the money that I earn from client work is very important for. So we're selling our house in 2019. We're buying a new one in 2020. Um, there are things that have to be done in order to make those things successful. And so that means for 2019, I have to know that whatever personal blogging goals I set, they have to work with maintaining my freelance day job. I know it sounds a little incongruent to call the day job, my freelance life, the day job, but that's what I do during the day. That's what gets the majority of my working hours. And that's where the majority of my income comes from. And last year I was sort of trying to pretend that that didn't matter and I could still do all of the things um, with very limited amount of time. So for 2019, trying to be more realistic, I still like to have the big, big dreams and the big goals. Um, But what's most important to me for 2019 is sort of, almost creating like a goal oriented to do list and actually checking things off and saying, Hey, I got that done this year. Because when I think back to my goals at the beginning of 2018, I know when I really sit down and look at it, there'll be things I can check off like, Hey, I did that. And Oh, I did that. But all the big things that I'm remembering right now that I wanted to do at the beginning of the year, none of those get checked off. They all just got stopped in their tracks by reality. And some things I couldn't have foreseen, you can't foresee major tech issues, you can't foresee major glitches, but some things I could have like, no, Kayla, there was no way you had time to record an extra this or an extra that every week. Um, 
So for me, most of my goals for 2019, and I haven't really sat down and thought about them. I like to use my vacation and my time away to do that when my mind tends to get a little quieter. Um, There's a lot less going on around me and I can really think about it. Um, Most of it is about growth. Most of my goals in 2019 are about growth. I'm less concerned about income growth, again, from the freelance side of life, from my client work, that's perfectly fine. but I want to grow my blogging income. I want to grow my blog traffic. I want to grow my podcast traffic. And so a lot of the goals I I know I'm gonna make for 2019 will center around how to do that in an effective way. Um, I have taken a semi break from blogging at kaylalords.com for the past several months. And I can feel the itch coming back of, I've got things to say and I've got things I wanna write down. and. I need to figure out how to incorporate blogging back at kaylalords.com more than one time a week into this plan because I can feel that need growing as well. So that I think is probably what I'm gonna be focusing on for 2019, doing what I already do, but doing it better and doing it more effectively and doing it with the idea of growing my audiences wherever they may be. So the Smutlancer audience is the smallest audience, but you are well loved no matter how small you are um, because it's such a niche topic. Not everybody wants to be a sex blogger and of the people who wanna be sex bloggers, not everybody wants to try and make money from it. not like legit money. So not everybody's gonna care about this. So we're always gonna be sort of small but mighty and I'm okay with that. Uh, Masturbation Monday, its growth has fallen off and I've got to figure out why. Uh, KaylaLords.com, growth has fallen off and I know exactly why. When you only blog once a week, when you used to blog five times a week, that makes a huge difference. And Loving BDSM is growing, but it could be growing more and I want to capitalize on that growth and I want to make the growth continue in the right direction, in the right way. So that's where my mind is at for my personal goals. Um... But there are a lot of different ways to look at goals. So let's talk about that so that you can work on your own goals for the next year in a way that you have the big high level goals, but you also have granular things you can get done, you know, in January or in February or by, you know, the middle of the the summer or whatever, so that you can also feel successful and like you're making progress because the... In, in my experience, the quickest way for a goal to sort of get thrown out the window is when you don't feel like you're making any progress on it and what's the point and why bother? So let's see if maybe this episode can help you with that. So in my mind, there are different levels of goals. Um, and I think of it this way for a couple reasons. One, if everything is equally as important, it's extremely hard to prioritize. And I say this as an anxious person who, when I get overwhelmed, cannot, my brain will not let me prioritize properly. I can't figure out what is most important because everything seems important. But when you get to sit down and do this rationally and calmly, you do need to realize that not every goal is the same and not that they each serve their own purpose. So to me, there's three levels. And really you could make this even get more detailed and say that there's more, but we're gonna go with three. So there's what I would call your big hairy goals. This is your pie in the sky dreams, the stuff that sometimes you're not even comfortable saying out loud because you're like, somebody's gonna laugh at me. It's gonna sound stupid. If I say it out loud and I think it sounds stupid, what does that mean? Like we have all our reasons, but these are the big, big hairy goals that we're not even sure we can achieve. They're more like dreams. They're things we'd love to have, but we're not even necessarily convinced they're possible. Um, these are long-term goals that take a long time to achieve. And I don't mean, oh, 365 
five days. I mean, they might take you 10 years because that's how long some things take to happen. Um, for me, my big hairy goal is all of my income comes from all of my websites and I do not depend on client work to pay a single bill. That is my big hairy scary dream. And I've only, I've been blogging for six years, but I've only been working towards that dream for like two. So I got a long way to go. That might be a 10 year goal. And right now it's important enough to me that I'm okay with that. Why? Because guess what? I have the next level down, which is what I just, because I have not good at naming things, call a mid-level goal. These take some time, but they're usually concrete enough that you can kind of estimate how long they might take. So my goal of 2019 of growth, I'll put that down into numbers. I'll do either percentages or actual physical numbers um, just so I have something to measure. That's another key component to goal setting. You need to have something you can actually measure. Mid-level goals are measurable, but they still take time. So this is arbitrary. I might say that um, at the end of 2019, I want loving BDSM traffic to grow um, by 50%. Or I might say I want to average 30,000 views a month on the blog. Or I might say uh, this goal would be... um, to average 5,000 downloads per episode of the podcast. Like it's gonna be something concrete because it's the only way you know, did you achieve that goal or not? But it's not something you're gonna be able to just knock out in a weekend or do um, in a month and call yourself done. This is something that you're gonna do things that build upon each other to achieve that goal. Then there's the next level down, and these are short-term goals. These are the things that are, you might actually call them strategies or tactics. These are the actual things you're going to do that build towards your sort of mid-level goals, which when you achieve mid-level goals, you are on a better track to to, um, achieve the big, hairy, scary goal. So these are the actual physical things you do that you can put down on a to-do list and cross them off. They don't all take a long time, some take a little bit of time, some take um, a day, some take a month, some are habits you have to create for yourself, so it's an ongoing thing. But these are the small things that you can do and you can say, yes, I achieved that, um, that build towards the bigger goal. So let's, let's give you an example. Most of us are writers. I know not everybody is, but most of us are. And let's say your goal is to, I used to have this goal. I, I don't anymore because I'm not chasing it anymore, but you want a steady column on a specific website. You want something where you are guaranteed a place to write once a week or once a month, or they're calling you, you don't have to beg them to get to write, whatever. Like they maybe put you on staff or something. Well, the short term little goal is gonna be getting pitches accepted first, anywhere who will take your idea, second, at that publication. Part of that goal is going to be being so good and having such good ideas and being such a good fit for that publication that they want to publish you. Well, you have to start with the, I'm going to pitch the first idea. Oh, they liked it. Great. I'm going to pitch a second idea. Oh, great. They liked it. Oh, I'm going to work really hard for this editor and build a rapport with this person, a genuine rapport, not a fake one, y'all. Oh, now by the third or fourth or fifth pitch where they know they can rely on you, you are always on time, your work is excellent, they don't ever have to make major changes, they're not sending it back to you, your ideas are spot on, your voice is perfect for their site. Like these things all take time to develop, but over six months to a year, 
you might get to a point where you've developed that relationship where you can then pitch the idea of, hey, what if I wrote a monthly column talking about this topic and I'm like, and I'm going to use my topic because that's what I know. I'm your BDSM person. I can talk about kinky stuff. I can talk about poly stuff. I can talk about gender stuff. I can, whatever your specialty is. But do you see how you do that slow build? You do the short term of, I'm going to get them to accept my first pitch, which could take some time. You might have to pitch several ideas. And then the next step is, I'm going to be so good that they keep taking my ideas and I'm going to figure this site out and I'm going to work it. And then maybe it's six months a year, maybe it's longer. And they agree to the idea that yes, they would love steady content from you that they can count on about whatever. Could be a topic, could be a Q&A, could be whatever. So think of, you know, your, your long-term goal is whatever. Your midterm goal that that might take a year, maybe it takes longer, but let's say, what are you gonna do by the end of 2019? And then what are you gonna do? What are the small goals you can do to achieve that mid-level goal, right? That's how I look at goals. Um, and that's how I look at goal setting. Now, that's not exactly a perfect system. There are some things that no matter how quickly you work on them, they will still take time. Um, the idea that every goal has to have a set in stone time frame is a little problematic because sometimes we want things to happen in a certain time frame and reality is way different. So I'm going to say a year, but it might be 15 months. It might be 18 months. Am I going to say that my goals are a failure because they took an extra six months to, to complete? Hell no. I'm going to be happy that they happened at all. So we have to be careful when we set timeframes for ourselves. We, we have to stay realistic and we have to realize that it's really the process and the journey of completing that goal. So let's say that last example of getting a regular column on a specific site is your year goal. If by December of 2019, you've done steps one, two, and three, but you haven't hit that final step of getting them to agree, are you really going to call yourself a failure? You're going to stop because the date on the calendar rolled over? Or are you keep going to keep going forward and say, okay, I thought it would take me a year and it really took me a year and a half. It really took me two years. So that's something to keep in mind when you start setting dates for yourself and, and end dates and how long do I think this is going to take? You don't actually know. None of us actually know. Some things that we think will take forever don't take that long at all. And some things that we think should be pretty simple and we should be done in a couple of months take forever. That's just the nature of it. Um, the other thing to remember about goals is that they are not permanent and they can and should change over time. What you want today is not necessarily what you're going to want a year or two from now. A few things happen there. One, you're going to learn about new things. New technologies are going to come available. New platforms are going to be available. New ways of doing things are going to be available. And so you're, you, we shouldn't chase every shiny thing that we see. Um, but sometimes we will find something while we're experimenting with different techniques or whatever that fit us better, that suit our purposes better, that give us what we want and help us achieve what we want a little bit easier. Um, the other thing is that as you're going through this process and achieving goals is a process. It is not a one and done. It is not a do these three things and there you are. It is absolutely a process. It's why it takes some long sometimes and why we need to learn patience as we're going through this process. But you will also discover what works for you and what doesn't work for you. So some of the content I thought I wanted to create for Loving BDSM at the beginning of 2018, we will likely create over time. 
but it's less important to me now at the end of 2018, after a solid year of listening to the audience, taking their questions, paying attention to their feedback and seeing what people are actually searching for, my content direction has shifted because I realized that the idea I had, you know, 12 months ago doesn't really work right now. It doesn't work for me. It's not where my passion is. It's not something that gets me excited. So why would I do that if at the same time, my audience isn't even asking for that? They're asking for other things and I need to give them what they want. So when you go into goal setting with the the attitude that whatever you're about to write down or put in your Google Doc or however you're going to um, document these goals, and yes, you absolutely need to document your goals in some fashion. Um, if you decide that these are now permanent and you can never change them, you are automatically setting yourself up for failure because you're going to set a goal on, let's say, January 1, and by January 15th, go, oh no, I don't think this works. Or the way I thought I would get it done, the path I thought I would take to achieve this goal, that doesn't work. But over here, this could work and let's go try it. So realize that goals can be fluid and they should be fluid. I think that, you know, on a on a yearly basis or a quarterly basis or every six months or whatever, I think it's important to reassess your long-term goals. Do those still suit you? Do those still fit? Do you still even want that? Or has your life taken some weird turn you didn't expect and now what you want is a little different? And then on a day-to-day level, we have to look at what we're actually doing. Now, there is a a subtlety here. There is a, it is very easy to become impatient and to say, you don't want to keep doing something because it's not working because you thought it would only take a week. And in reality, it takes a year. So we've talked before about quitting and when it's right to quit and when we shouldn't quit. And when it's, we need to keep going because we're just being impatient. And when something doesn't suit us anymore. Um, I think if you stay flexible with your day-to-day goals and tactics and you do what what seems right until it no longer seems right. Um, I can't give you a specific time frame. I'm a stubborn person who's going to keep going for as long as I can on something I believe in, but I also now have enough experience to try something out, go, oh no, that doesn't suit me and let it go and not get so enamored with a specific tactic or a specific procedure or a specific tool that I can't walk away from it either. And that a lot of that comes from experience. A lot of that has to happen after you find yourself doing the same exact thing for six months and you don't even know why, other than you heard somewhere a long time ago, somebody said it was a good thing to do. Or, and we've talked about this before, it's what everybody else is doing and so you thought you should be doing it. That takes time to get to a place where you can either immediately go, nope, that's not for me, or you can try it and realize it's not for you and let it go and not feel like you're a failure. Those things are different from, I thought this should happen faster than it is. I'm not seeing the growth I want to. I'm seeing growth, I'm seeing progress, but it's not what I told myself it would be. It's not what I lied to myself about. I convinced myself this would happen easier and faster than it really is, and so therefore I wanna quit. Those are two different situations. We have talked about them. I will link to that in the show notes if you need a refresher on that episode or if you haven't heard that episode before. Um, But that's part of goal setting and fluidity and flexibility as well. As you move through these things and you move through the shorter, smaller, 
eat more digestible goals that will get you to your mid-level goal that will ultimately over time get you to your, your big hairy goal. You have to learn that for yourself. And I can't tell you it will feel like this and then you should stop because it is unique to all of us. It is about the experience you get and you're gonna have to fuck it up a little bit. You're gonna have to do the wrong thing for too long or realize that you gave up on something a little too soon to get that experience to know for the next time. But that part of that part of it, that part where you're like making mistakes and you're saying yes to the wrong things and you're saying no to the wrong things and you're realizing later, that is all part of the process and that is all normal. And when it happens, you're not a failure. You are learning. You are actively learning sort of on the job training, okay? The things I know today that are right for me, I had no clue about two or three years ago because I hadn't experienced them, okay? I now know not to have pie in the sky goals and then go and record those pie in the sky goals on a podcast and tell thousands of people because guess what? It feels really shitty when you don't achieve those goals. You have to give up on those goals, but you made those goals public. So for me, the lesson I've learned is I'll talk about my big hairy goals, but my tactics, my strategies... I'm not going to plan them out a year in advance. I'm not going to tell you all the things we're about to accomplish until I'm pretty sure we're actually going to accomplish them. I'd rather come back later and go, you know, I've been working on this for a month and here's what, what has worked for me. I'd rather tell you in the past tense than in the future tense. And that I had to learn from having a huge 2018 Loving BDSM podcast episode about all these things we were going to do. And then three months later, it crashing and burning around my ears and having to reassess what are we actually gonna do? And why did I learn that lesson? Why is that lesson important to me now? Because I still get people messaging me who've heard that episode now. They're like, oh, well, where's this thing you said you were gonna have? And where's that thing you said you were gonna have? And that's every time I get that message and somebody's asking a legitimate question, I, I, we recorded the plan. That was supposed to be the plan. They don't know any different. I feel like I'm eating crow all over again and going, yeah. That's what I wanted to do. No, that didn't happen. It wasn't realistic. I thought it would be. I thought I could do this. I thought I could do that. So that's part of my learning process, which is why my goals probably sound a little understated for 2019. It doesn't sound like I'm trying to take the world by storm because what I'm trying to do is get really good at what I'm good at because what I'm good at is creating content that people, for whatever reason, want to read. And therefore, I want more people to read more of my content. So that's my goal. After all this time, I'm in a place where let's just make it, make what I'm already doing really, really good and see if it works and see if I I focus on these things, I can get where I wanna be. Let's see what happens in a year. Now, there may come a time when I've got that part down and I feel like I've got a handle on the content I wanna make and that I'm creating the kind of content I wanna make and I am shifting my content a bit. Um, I'm not scared of long form content anymore. Um, On the Smutlancer website, there is a 7,000 word guide It's technically a blog post and it's all about how to set up your sex blog so that it will make money for you. And I put it out there and I published it. Now is every single blog post I write 7,000 words? Hell no, most of them are about 1,000. But there's a school of thought that would tell you that you should never publish a blog post that's 1,000 words or 1,500 words. And I am recognizing for myself that that's not true. A blog post needs to be as long as it needs to be to get the point across and that you don't have to be scared of long content. So I'm... 
I've grown enough where one of my goals is to continue to embrace long content because longer content is uh, typically, not always, but typically um, much more well-liked by search engines. And so search engines will sometimes send you more traffic. And if my ultimate goal is to increase the traffic on my sites, then one of those tactics will be longer form content that is, you know, extremely helpful. And that's how I'm looking at it. So it's not, you know, big take over the world kind of goal. Um, I have some of those sort of dreams as well, but until I can see the tactics for how to do them and I have a plan and I know I could fit that into what I'm already doing, I'm not going to make that a concrete goal. I'm going to make that a, that would be nice to have. I will keep my eyes open for those opportunities, but that's not what I'm working on. What I'm working on is this over here. And all of that is from experience. All of that is from years of, of setting goals in different facets of life. I'm a goal oriented person. I work better when I have a plan and I know where I'm trying to get to. And I don't know if it's age and I don't know if it's experience and I don't know if it's both, but I am weirdly becoming slightly more patient about these things. I am starting to understand that, that these things do not happen overnight. And in terms of time, becoming some wild success with every single dream you've ever wanted to accomplish happening in a year would be like it happening overnight. These things take five years, 10 years, longer sometimes, um, which is why whatever your goals are, make sure that it's what you love. It's something that you are willing to do even when nobody's paying attention, even when you're not reaching the numbers you want to reach, even when the growth is agonizingly slow, because you have to have something that gets you through before you hit that moment where people start paying attention to what you're doing, before whatever you're trying to accomplish starts happening and you gain the experience or the wisdom or the skills or whatever it is you need that you didn't even know you needed when you set the goal. Once you gain that, things will happen and things will start to shift. And it's a little bit like moving an ocean liner. Like you don't get to, it's very difficult to make quick turns on some of these things. They're really long, slow arcs and turns. Um, But it's gotta be something that you care deeply about because you're gonna be doing it in relative obscurity for a very long time. It's just how it is. And if you're only doing it because you think it'll make you money or you think it'll make you popular, or you think it'll make you whatever you're trying to accomplish, it's it's going to be very difficult to keep going when nothing's happening, when it feels like nobody's paying attention, when you're not, um, when it's not all sort of gelling together. And there are times where it feels like all cylinders are firing and everything's clicking together and you got this pitch accepted or that blog post went viral or somebody picked your thing that was the best at this or whatever, right? And that's great. And we need those moments, but those moments are fewer and far between than we realize. Most of the time when you are a content creator, you, and you're trying to actively create content instead of Uh, procrastinate on social media uh, and avoid the scary act of creating content. Um, Most of the time it's the lull. Most of the time it's just, you're just churning out whatever feels important to you, whatever reaches your goal, whatever is part of the plan, whatever is meaningful to you. 
and very few people are paying attention. And that, if you're not doing it because you care about the topic or you care about what you're doing and it's just for the money or it's just for the end result and there's nothing in the middle that is meaningful to you, it's harder to keep going and you're more likely to quit. So whatever it is you decide to do, make sure at least some part of it, I would say the majority, really all of it, is something you care deeply about. Even if on a granular level, let's say you're creating blog content for your website, right? And the the thing that makes you happy is to create a certain type of content around a certain topic. For me, over at Loving BDSM, it's talking about DS relationships. It's talking about, you know, kinky fuckery in healthy ways so that people can have more satisfying relationships. That is very satisfying to me to create. I love creating that content. But I'll be very honest, there are some topics that are a struggle for me. They are not, they are things that the audience wants that I don't necessarily want to create. I can make myself do it because the overall goal of creating helpful content about dominance and submission is what's important to me. So for a day, I'll create something that eh, I don't care as much about because I know that tomorrow I get to create something I really care about. But either way, I'm still being helpful and I'm still doing ultimately what is important to me. So I want you to dream big. I want you to dream really, really big, but I also want you to think practical at the same time. I want you to forgive yourself when your exuberance says you'll get it done in six months and the reality is it's more like a year or six years. Um, I want you to be willing to shift as you learn new things about yourself, about technology, about the available tools, about what works today, even though it didn't work yesterday, what will work tomorrow that is not even thought of today. Um, And I want you to set goals for next year. I want you to set really, really big ones. I want you to set really, really little ones. But I want them to be meaningful to you as well, because if they are not you are pretty much guaranteed that it will not go the way you want it to and you will end up miserable and you'll be at the end of of next year going, what the hell was I doing and what do I do now? So set yourself up for success now and get realistic about what you can accomplish next year and on those big, hairy, scary, wild goals and dreams. The thing I would say get realistic about is not what you want to accomplish, but get realistic about how long it's going to take you to accomplish it. Because that for me has been the biggest mind shift. The moment I understood that it can, for most people, take about 10 years to achieve some level of excellence, whatever in your mind that might be, I look at myself now and go, oh, I've only been doing this for six years. Okay. And when I do something completely new, like podcasting, well, podcasting, if it's a 10 year curve, I've only been podcasting for three years. So, okay, I got seven more years to really get good at that. If it's video, well, I've only been doing video for a year. Okay, I've got time. So the moment I could think of it in terms of nobody sees success immediately and it takes a thousand pieces of content or it takes 500 videos or it takes like some wild number that took the burden off of me to get it done right now and to say, okay, this is gonna take a while. So I just need to start creating the content and do it to the best of my ability now and work towards whatever that gigantic number is because at the end of that number, who knows where I'm gonna be? So that's how I'm looking at goal setting for next year and into the future. I may around the first of the year, if there's any interest sort of 
um, plan my goals a little bit better uh, to help you with tracking your day to day and your month to month and year over year and all of that. I did a blog post this week about with um, some downloadable spreadsheets, trackers, I called them because they're one is one I've used every day for three years. One I used for a while and then I got out of doing that kind of work. So I didn't need that tracker anymore. And one I created for next year. I've never used it before. I don't know how to work. I don't know how I'll need to change it um, to make it work better. Um, but they are about income and actual work um, geared primarily towards freelancers, um, definitely more towards writers, but they're spreadsheets. So once you download them, you can modify them to fit your needs. Um, so if you want to have some organizational tools to help you in the coming year, deal with your goals, see where you're at, make sure you stay organized. Um, the link to that blog post is in the show notes as well. Um, but if there's any interest, I may do a blog post when I get back from vacation at the first of the year and talk about my own goal setting and what I want to accomplish. Um, if there's not any interest, no big deal. and <laughs> We will not worry about it. Um, but I hope whenever you hear this, that you have a wonderful day and a wonderful life and fun setting your goals. But if you are listening to this at the holidays, I hope however you celebrate, marry whatever the fuck you celebrate. I know Hanukkah's over right now. Christmas is nearly here. Some people don't celebrate either. That's cool. Um, I just hope it's a good it's been a good year for you. If not, that next year will be better, um, that you can give yourself something to look forward to and to have hope for in the coming year. Um, I do not set New Year's resolutions, but I do set New Year goals, goals for the new year. Um, I think resolutions, I've resolved to do something. Well, no, if I couldn't resolve to do it in October or November, I'm not going to resolve to do it in January, but I will set new goals and keep working on my existing goals, the ones that still fit me. So I hope that for you, um, if you get time to spend with your family or the people you care about or the family you've made for yourself, um, that you enjoy that. And I will be back in a couple of weeks and I'll be fresh and ready to go. Um, feel free to send any topic suggestions or anything you'd really like to know more about. And I will definitely incorporate those. Um, love you guys. Thanks for sticking with me through this past year and a half or so of the Smut Lancer. Um, and we'll see you next year. Thanks for listening to the Smut Lancer podcast with me, Kayla Lords. If you like what you just heard, please leave a review on your favorite podcast app and check out the blog, past episodes, and other great info at thesmutlancer.com. You can follow the Smut Lancer on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. I'm at the Smut Lancer in all three places. Feel free to reach out there or by email at kayla at thesmutlancer.com with questions or topic suggestions. Thanks for listening, and let's do this again uh, in 2019.